0: Welcome to another tag team episode of (laughs) We Only Look Thin. I am Catherine Weigel. I am one of your hosts. I have lost over 100 pounds and kept it off for over five years. I'm certified in a bunch of stuff. And with me today (laughs) is my tag team partner.
1: Donald Weigel. And uh, I have uh, lost about 100 pounds. I am your tag team partner. And I am excited about this episode. I
0: am too. We're going to tap in.
1: To, yeah, uh, to
0: five years. Actually, how many? How old are you? i something I'm
1: 53.
0: Almost a hundred years of experience. <laughs> we ha- are going to impart to you today. In this room
1: is a hundred in... years of experience in trying to lose and maintain <laughs> health and fitness goals. Oh
0: boy, I really am not a fan of that. Uh...
1: No, no, I know you're not. Which is why I enjoy doing it in the same way that you like holding people's things against them that that they don't like. Like it... when you find out somebody like doesn't like something, yeah, you like cauliflower.
0: Ukuleles. Yeah,
1: yeah. You uh, immediately want to give them a, a ukulele made from, from cauliflower. cauliflower. Yeah. Exactly. But exactly. You,
0: but you know what? More than a hundred years of experience. I'm actually going to give you, I don't know, how old are dinosaurs? Do you even know?
1: Um, well, you mean like they were from like, you know, billions of years ago.
0: So do you know what predates dinosaurs?
1: Uh no.
0: Calories. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, glad that, I'm glad you didn't say calories, because yeah. that would have blown the joke. Yeah. Calories have been around longer than the dinosaurs, everybody.
1: Yeah, that's true. Like uh, I it's sort of like that chicken and the egg thing. Which came first? The chicken, the egg, or the calories from the egg or the chicken.
0: I wonder if Brussels sprouts were the only food. Ever, if nobody would have ever eaten anything, because
1: <laughs> like life, the life wouldn't have evolved. Have
0: evolved if
1: because the, because they all only would have had Brussels. sprouts Oh my to gosh! Eat.
0: Okay, we all know that when I was little, I hated Brussels sprouts, and they just were. What not. What were
1: Brussels sprouts called before the country? Before uh, Brussels before f- existed, or yeah. France? Yeah, yeah, I don't know. I don't know either.
0: I guess Brussels is in Belgium, Belgium, not in yeah. France. It's but... not
1: also not a country. <laughs> so I blew that entirely. <laughs>
0: we're so full of facts. Uh, We're very trustworthy, for sure. Absolutely. No, but I actually, okay, uh, story of uh, Brussels sprouts in my life. Hated them, hid them when I was a kid, hid them in my Barbie doll house when I was little. And then maybe 15 years or so ago, I had a deliciously roasted Brussels sprout and realized it was one of my favorite vegetables ever. Yeah. Uh, So uh, that was great. Well, I thought
1: I didn't like spinach for, for most of my growing up. I thought I didn't like it because it was always served, like, boiled or or some other like you know cooked to within an inch of its life so that it was all yeah. you know disgusting
0: but i uh, i was trying to cut corners and uh, and and save myself some time a week or two ago so i bought i i can't recall the brand or I will not name it but I bought a brand of frozen brussels sprouts heat and bag heat and serve yeah and I took one bite and suddenly I was seven years old yeah, again no. it was disgusting and uh, I have no barbie doll house to hide my brussels sprouts in uh I and so I
1: can't even imagine how horrible that barbie doll house was with those oh I thought you were gonna say the brussels sprouts, brussels sprouts it was just one brussels there.
0: sprout I think my dad said sorry dad uh eat one brussels sprout and so I put it in my pocket, and then I, for some reason, hid it in my Barbie doll house, and then when we moved, I found it, and it was petrified, just like I was of eating (laughs) Exactly.
1: And you, dear listener, might be petrified when you hear what this episode is about. (laughs) It is. It is about calories. And we have done many episodes, I feel like many in a row even, that have focused on mindset because really... One of the things that I didn't know going into this was that that you know this is about I don't know what sixty percent seventy percent eighty percent mindset. It is such a huge part of this whole thing, but today Today. we're going to talk about the actual practical effects of calories and you.
0: Yeah. Now, some of you may be thinking to yourself, we don't have proof that dinosaurs existed.
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's right.
0: We can't prove that the astronauts landed on dinosaurs.
1: That's right. It, it
0: was all done in a studio in Burbank, California.
1: Absolutely.
0: Uh, but uh, but we have some, some things to say about that, don't we, Donald?
1: We certainly do. And and the first of those, I guess we're going to get into it, yeah, finally. We're going to get there. Uh And the first of those is that... To lose weight, you need to burn more calories than you eat. Yeah. And, you know, that is to say that regardless of what plan you're doing, that's what's actually happening.
0: Or no plan at all. If you lose your appetite and you lose weight, guess what?
1: Exactly. So if you're if you're doing intermittent fasting, if you're on weight watchers, if you're doing low carb, if you're doing paleo and you are losing weight, what is actually happening there is that you are burning more calories than you are eating.
0: That is a that is the fact.
1: And so with that in mind, a lot of people don't don't like to hear that. A lot of people don't believe in it. A lot of people will use the fact that, you know, Labels can be up to 20% inaccurate yeah. on calories to just not bother and to, like, throw the whole, you know, the baby out with the bathwater. But that is what's happening, and that calories have consequences. Yeah, I
0: was going to say baby out with the Brussels sprout, but...
1: <laughs> throw- <laughs> throw out the baby (laughs) with the Brussels sprouts i'm sorry
0: i had to get my joke in you were trying to actually help people and i just wanted the yuck yucks so
1: yeah i i've been hung up for a very long time over whether they are Brussels sprouts or brussels Brussels with an apostrophe s sprouts or brussels possessive if you know yeah like i really don't i don't know what what the real answer to that is. Let's just call them BS. I could probably, oh my goodness, I could probably uh, Google it, but um, I'm not gonna do that. I'm just gonna keep wondering for the rest of my life. But calories have consequences. And you might say to yourself... That we're gonna we're gonna give you some math right now because everybody loves math. What's
0: the big deal on math? They said I would use it after school, but I never did. (laughs) I've never once used math for anything.
1: Yeah, except getting change at the deli counter. Um, Anyway, Uh, so you may say to yourself, like what's the big deal yeah. if I have an extra 100 <laughs> calories here and there? <laughs> so the the accepted formula by science is that 3,500 calories equals about one pound. So if you eat 3,500 calories more than you burn, you, you will gain about a pound. So... What's a hundred calories?
0: It's nothing. It's one day add a couple extra chips, a cookie here, an unmeasured uh, dollop of mayo. It's it's not going to affect me. What's the big deal?
1: So if you eat just an extra hundred calories every day over what you're burning, that adds up to thirty six thousand five hundred calories in a year. What? And that equals about ten pounds of gain in one year.
0: Huh? But
1: that's, that's just a, that's just 100 errant calories.
0: And eh, you mean it adds up over time? <laughs> it
1: adds up over time. And if you eat an extra 500 calories a day and let's just let's just throw it out there. I would eat probably an extra 1500, 2000, sometimes more than that in a day when I was when I was really yeah. like, you full know, steam. full <laughs> steam. Yeah, I was trying to think of the right full steam is a good way to put it. So that is. 500 calories a day is 182,500 extra calories over the course of a year, which is 52 pounds that you could gain in one year. That's about a a pound a week.
0: (laughs) Pound a week. That is huge. And it doesn't really seem day by day, especially when we look at things day by day. It's like, "Eh, yeah, and and this is actually me. (laughs) Um, Last (laughs) night, I uh, I had a a couple of extra snacks. And I thought to myself, "Eh, it's the weekend. I'm just going to enjoy it. Yeah. And, it, you know, today will be better magically somehow, even though it's still the weekend. But when we keep adding up all of those untracked calories, unexpected calories, the treats from gym and accounting, it adds up. And that math is happening whether you believe in math or not.
1: Absolutely. When you were just talking about the weekend, I was thinking of the the artist of the weekend <laughs> and save your beers for another day, which is an episode of it ours. It is. was yeah. very
0: clever. Yeah,
1: absolutely. It
0: is good. So, as we are like to do, I think that's how you say it. We are going to tag team a list of things that you are not ready to hear about yeah. calories,
1: listener. You think you're ready, but you're not. Yeah, grab
0: your folding chair because buckle we're...
1: up, Buttercup. Yeah,
0: <laughs> <laughs> welcome to Pain Town. <laughs>
1: yeah this is not really how we talk usually
0: no uh but these are just some fun fun light talking points they're fun light talking points oh boy (laughs) okay so here's would you like me to do the first one i don't know if this is the 10th one or the first one but whatever so here we go so uh this is something that comes up quite a bit and it's Something that I believe very strongly, and I'm trying to – I think I'm just trying to fill the five minutes that I have to to give my presentation. So oh here we go. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> okay, the first <laughs> – Five is,
1: minutes? I don't know. Okay, We here, just lost all of our listeners. Uh,
0: okay, here we go. So number one, and this is a biggie, it is not disordered to track – calories. I will say that again. We have there are people who might have naturally thin relatives or judgy mcjudgersons who are wondering why you're tracking and that's not what normal people do. Guess what? We track many things in our lives and none of it is disordered.
1: Yeah, and look, this is this is bad news that people don't want to hear, but you Almost and I'm going to throw the word almost in there just to leave a tiny <laughs> percentage of doubt. you almost certainly have to track your calories or at least track something in order to hit a, a weight goal. And imagine that you know imagine that you're trying to save money.
0: Yeah, and, I'm trying to save for a house. I want to buy a house,
1: and you you want to you want to save money, but you don't want to track your spending, or you don't want to look at your bank account yeah. to see what's in no, there. No,
0: it's it's
1: you triggering. might be able to save money, like you might it it's possible that that you could rein it in without without actually paying attention to what you're actually spending, but chances are you probably can't, and that you actually need to be aware of what you're spending because. There are so many times in my life where I'm like, I feel like I didn't spend very much money right. this week. And then I look and I'm like, oh, I forgot about I bought that and I bought that other thing. Yeah. And like, whoa.
0: Yeah, that's how he talks to himself, actually. Yeah, all so, the time. But tracking is a tool to help you budget. And you can track spending. You can track your A1C level, investment portfolio, how much gasoline you have in the tank. Yeah, just imagine like you're
1: driving and you're like, well, I- I'm not gonna. I can't look at the gas gauge, but I feel like I have enough gasoline
0: to make it. Yeah, no, it it should be fine. I think I'll be good. But it's just a tool, and some people are better at limiting their spending. Some people don't have an issue with their A one C levels, and so it might not be on their radar. Yeah. But for you, if it is an important part of your life, and if you have a specific goal, then tracking is an easy way to get that done. It takes out the complexity and you can track like Donald said, You can track calories. You can track points. There are even studies that show that just simply writing down what you're eating each day leads to greater long-term weight loss. That was in the Diet Fix by Yoni Friedhoff, Dr. Yoni Friedhoff. Um, But tracking matters. And if anyone says to you that it is disordered or it's diet culture, what like finance culture is bad, A1C culture is bad, it is a tool, and it is OK k to use it.
1: Absolutely. So the the next thing that we want to touch on uh is that calories exist whether you track them or not. And this is a a difficult truth also to swallow um because uh, many times I would say to myself ah oh, I really deserve to eat this, so I'm just not gonna write it down. Like I'm not gonna count it. I'm I'm gonna still I'm gonna hit my goal, but I'm not I'm just not gonna count this one thing that I'm eating.
0: Right. Or you know what I can basically estimate, I sort of know what I'm having. Oh, my daughter didn't finish her chicken McNuggets. I'm just gonna grab one, just, just, just. And when we justify and then are surprised at the results of gaining on the scale there's no surprise there it's just a fact that calories exist whether we track them all or
1: of not. those sort of like bites licks and tastes that you have when you're when you're preparing something or when you're making food for somebody else or when you're just trying something whether you 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 know, whether you count it or not, your body counts it and it's real and you take it in.
0: And guess what? That's even true on the weekends. Did you know that?
1: Speaking of the weekend again.
0: (laughs) (laughs) No, but it you know, it's like, oh, I've been good all week. I don't know why I'm I don't know why. I don't know why oh guess what? The weekends are two days. Three days maybe
1: so many people, you know, do the thing where they deprive themselves Monday through Friday or Monday through Thursday and then they eat you know, they go the other direction on the weekend and they wonder why they can't lose weight. And they're just, they're not, they're not tracking, they're not counting, and they're not being consistent for, for all seven days of the week.
0: Yeah. No surprise. Absolutely. Okay. So the next one, there are no good foods or bad foods or sinful foods or, you know, cheat foods. There are just calories, and some of them are filling, some of them are satisfying, some of them are nutrient-dense, and some of them we just eat to enjoy. But there is no inherent, like, goodness or badness in eating
1: a food. And people, people all the time, they say... I've been eating so healthy. Oh, so I healthy. I don't understand Healthful. why I'm I am not losing weight. Well, are you counting your calories? No, but I'm eating so healthy. I'm just eating like whole grain cereals and whole grain breads and organic and, and nuts things. and organic things and a lot of those things are very high in calorie whether they are, you know, in in quotes healthy for you or not. And You know, here's the thing that a lot of people don't want to believe, but is true. Organic foods have the same amount of calories as the conventional foods. Yeah,
0: they don't burn calories faster. They're not. Didn't you say in one episode that like superfoods... Is like there's no regulation around what you actually call a superfood. Yeah, you can or not.
1: you can call anything a superfood if you want to, and it doesn't matter. And you know, things like farm to table, you might be making a moral judgment upon yeah. you know that I am making a morally superior choice by eating something that is farm to table, and regardless of of whether that part of it is true or not. The farm-to-table food has the same calories as the food that is, you know, not farmed, that didn't come from a farm-to-your-table. No, I'm, I'm being obtuse right now. But, you know, the, the calories are the same whether you feel like you're making a morally superior choice or not.
0: Right, and getting the acai bowl – you know, that has, you know, 50 fresh fruits and then grains and quinoa and whatever, has maybe more calories than the egg McMuffin breakfast. And we feel sometimes shame or guilt around making the fast, easy choice. But having the hearty whole grain avocado toast, fresh pressed coconut oil, whatever thing, it is there is no moral value to what you're eating they are just choices that you make some of them are filling some of them are nutritious some of them are fun and that's all okay
1: absolutely all right so um uh counting down from 10 to 1 <laughs> which we haven't been doing yeah. so far at all but i'm going to start one now is- um we're at number number 6 um eyeballing doesn't work and that is to say that you have to weigh and measure and i know that from personal experience when i eyeball a tablespoon of something chances are it's probably two tablespoons right. or three tablespoons of something it if i now with that said there are circumstances under which i have to eyeball something and guess at the calories but you know 90 plus percent of what I eat, maybe 99 percent of what I eat, I have the, the agency to decide exactly what I'm eating, how much of it there is, and actually weigh and measure, use the, the um, information on the packaging to accurately track how many calories that I've had.
0: Right. And using a scale. Is much more accurate than using a tablespoon. Because again, it used to be whatever fit on the tablespoon counted. So I could put right. like stick a chocolate bar in the top of a scoop of peanut butter and call it, you know, a single right. serving. Because it didn't fall I off became the spoon. <laughs> very
1: good at balancing things on top of <laughs> tablespoons. Yeah.
0: Exactly. So eyeballing as your, you know, your habit is not great. But conversely, and there, I'll throw it out to you. I'm gonna blow your mind, everyone. I oh, know. The next one is In a pinch, estimating and tracking is better than just saying, see, this is proof I can't get it done, I'm going to quit. So if you're out at a restaurant and you are not sure of the calories, you didn't make the food, you're at someone else's house, it maybe is inconvenient to track at the time, Tracking something consistently when you're in those positions is better than just seeing it as proof that this is too hard and, well, Catherine and Donald said I have to track and I can't, so obviously I'm broken. Do the best that you can on those exceptions where it is not possible to be accurate.
1: And what I have had a tendency to do in the past is I will be like, oh well, there's no way for me to accurately track this. So I'm just not even going to attempt it and hey, guess what? It's now a free-for-all and right? I can eat, I'll start I next can eat month. All the food. I can just eat and eat and eat and and not worry about it because it's impossible for me to, to track it right now.
0: Right. So whether it is a, uh, a day, at the amusement park with family or a night out on the town or a weekend away, put in your best guess and move on because it's what you do most of the time that matters more than the occasional blip.
1: And that leads us to our next point, which is that tracking is not a punishment. It's a guide. And I I, look, this may sound, you know, corny as heck, but I like to think of myself as a private investigator of myself, and I am gathering clues and I am writing them down, in this case, tracking them in my app on my phone. I I am looking for clues as to why I'm up or down on the scale. And if I don't have that guide, if I don't have that information at my disposal, then, then how can I change anything? How can I take agency for for my actions and really know whether I'm I'm eating too much or I'm eating the wrong foods or whatever it is if I don't have that information written down.
0: Would you call yourself a caloric Columbo? (laughs) I could see you had a look. I could see you had a look (laughs) on
1: your face that you were like dying to say something.
0: Uh, You're like, like, Donald,
1: please stop talking so I can do my Columbo joke, my caloric Columbo joke. Yeah, uh, just one more thing, which is what I used to say for many years that I would eat just one more thing and I would keep eating and eating and eating. Um, But yes, I'm I'm a caloric Columbo. Yeah, no, that's good.
0: Okay, let's see. I don't even know what I was going to say because I was just so focused on the joke. That happens a lot. Yeah. Well, and in conclusion for that, it goes back to the beginning where we talked about tracking is not something that is disordered. It is a way, it is a tool to use on your journey venture. And tying into that with the next one, which I don't know what number we're on, so that's the way it is, is let go of the notion of fairness when it comes to tracking. Yeah, I that's a big still see people who are like well my husband doesn't have to track my friend doesn't have to track they seem to be able to eat whatever they want and looking outward as to what is fair and what is not fair is not focusing on your identity every some people have a problem with their weight some people seem to be able to eat whatever they want okay so what okay so it's not fair so so what's the next step sorry i'm getting I'm getting worked up.
1: No, and it's true. And and look, I used to go around saying that all the time. You know, my my coworker doesn't have to track. My whatever uh, friend doesn't have to track. They just seem to effortlessly stay thin. But there was also this part of it where they were doing a lot of work when they weren't around me. And what I was seeing was were the times when they were going out to eat or when they were eating at work or whatever, but the rest of the time they were they were really being uh, uh, mindful of what they were eating and keeping track, and I wasn't seeing any of that, and so I thought, oh, this is so unfair, but – in reality, they were actually working very hard, just not in front of me. Well,
0: but you talk about that one guy that you worked with who just sat and ate potato chips all day long at work and never gained weight.
1: No, I, I, I do have a friend, a, still a friend who, who really like he was the worst, like a grown up, you know, adult approaching middle aged man who like ate the worst. Like if if your seven year old self was let loose, would eat. <laughs> would just eat that way and was absolutely real thin. And I think, you know, I think a lot of those sorts of people, you know, some of those sorts of people do exist and it does seem like it's not fair, but you know, it, it, it doesn't mean. yeah, Who cares? yeah, well,
0: Okay. So he can eat whatever. Let's call him. No, I'm not going to call him. <laughs> um, he probably doesn't listen to this because he doesn't have a weight issue, Yeah, but it, it doesn't have anything to do with being fair or not do you want something and what tools are you ready to use in order to get what you say you want? So hmm, that's absolutely. What I say.
1: All right. So the next point we would like to make, and this is, uh, I believe number nine, if we're, uh, if we're counting up, if we're counting down, it's number two, uh, just to confuse everyone.
0: We're terrible. Yeah,
1: absolutely. <laughs> um, tracking is a tool. It is not the end goal. Yep. And, what, what that means is that you can track and track and track, but if you're not actually using the information yeah. to adjust what you're eating, then it's not going to result in the weight loss that you're looking for.
0: Right. It's not about getting a streak of a certain number of days. It's not even the, you know, that fallacy that, well, after 21 days, something becomes a habit. There's not a magical force field that we go through. And like Donald said, if we're not using the data week by week, month by month, pound by pound as feedback, then it doesn't really matter. I'm not going like, oh, wow, have you been tracking for 30 days? It's really showing. It's what we do with that data that matters. And letting go of the streak, not that it isn't a great, you know, if it boosts your mood or helps you see that your consistency is there. If the scale isn't changing or it's changing in the wrong direction, then the streak isn't what this is about. It's about becoming the kind of person who cares about their health and their fitness and uses the data to propel them forward.
1: And just to to backtrack on that for a second, I have, I have told this story before, but when I started on this particular, you know, seven years ago during venture, I... Uh, started by just tracking without judgment. And for me, it was somewhat about just getting into the habit of actually doing it. And it was about figuring out how many calories I was currently eating so that I could then reduce them. But it very quickly became about using the data to make a change. But if you just need, at the beginning to, to get that tracking under your belt, to make it a habit, then then by all means, start there. But at some point, you need to use the data to actually make a change so that you can eventually get to the goal that you're aiming for.
0: Exactly. All right. So shall I bring us home, Donald?
1: Please bring us home.
0: All right. So here we go. So this is kind of the big thing that maybe might be the biggest shift that i have made in my understanding of tracking calories is that even when you get to maintenance tracking is still a priority yeah. and it is what maintainers do to maintain we don't get to a magical place where calories don't matter anymore and we're randomly like oh i th- i think i pretty much have my eating under control but those of us with lifelong struggles with food Keeping those bumpers on, keeping that, you know, the tool in place of tracking and making sure that you're measuring certain things. When I stop tracking, like I did over the Christmas holiday, guess what? I gained weight again. Oh, what a surprise. Yeah,
1: it's shocking. (laughs) And
0: maybe you have that small breathing room where if you don't track for a weekend and magically you're down on the scale, don't see that as proof that you don't need to track anymore because getting away with one you know without getting a speeding ticket one day doesn't mean you're not driving too fast.
1: Yeah, weight maintenance looks almost exactly oh like my gosh. trying to lose weight and I did not understand that going into this. I thought I would get to a point where I I could eat a lot more than than what I can nope. and and just maintain and Um, I really have to, you know, I have to keep doing the same things all the time that I did to get, you know, to the goal weight.
0: Yeah. And if you go back to old behaviors, you will go back to your old weight. So maintainers maintain the habit of tracking. And uh, that is a hard truth right to the solar plexus is that a thing that people have i don't even know where solar plexus is. solar
1: plexus yes i think it, it has something to do, do with, with the back with, or something with wrestling yeah, no it's i a think wrestling? no i think it's your i think it's your stomach
0: oh okay because i was like imagining full force straight i
1: don't know i'm gonna have to look it up now and link to it in the show notes or something thank
0: you <laughs> So we have thrown a lot of bummer facts at you over the last <laughs> forty minutes, but really think about what friction there is, uh, what what might have uh, struck a little too close to home for you on this episode, and really start working on that mindset around why calories matter to you, what loopholes are you invoking, what things are you not tracking that you might be able to at least give it a try, see how many calories are really in something, see if there's a difference, and pay attention to those extra 100 calories a day adding up to 10 pounds a year. Every day matters. Just because this journey venture never ends, doesn't mean that investing every day doesn't matter.
1: Hey, and you know, it's just occurring to me now. I know, I know that was a great closing thought, but think about the flip side too. If you eat if you eat just a hundred fewer calories Ooh. a day than you burn, then you, then you burn. 10 pounds in a year and imagine burning 10 pounds this year I would not be mad yeah I would not be mad either compared to to, compared to actually putting that on or staying the same and imagine you do that every year and it adds up to a lot of weight in in really what is not a lot of time
0: I am giving the the final clap to the caloric Columbo, Donald Weigel.
1: I am the caloric (laughs) Columbo, for sure. (laughs) Thank you so much for listening, uh, and we really appreciate you. If uh, you do not need to be a caloric Columbo to find all of our episodes, they are found wherever you find podcasts. Uh, We are on all the major podcast platforms, and also – you can go to our website and listen to every single one of them right there on our website at any time at weonlylookthin.com.
0: Yep, and if you are at weonlylookthin.com, you can head over to that link that says join our support group to find out more about Walt Place. Walt Place is a Facebook-based accountability group for women. We are not a weight loss plan, but we are a place for candor, accountability, Zoom meetings, and honest talk about daily struggles and successes on this journey. I did not know how much I really would thrive in a support community until I joined one myself. So if you are interested, we have two subscription options. We have a monthly subscription with a three-day complimentary trial and a three-month subscription with a seven-day complimentary trial to see if Walt Place is right for you.
1: Yes, so please do that. And you can also interact with us. Us on social media we are at we only look thin on Instagram Facebook and Twitter and we also have an email address, We only look thin at gmail.com. I'm saying it like it's like, oh, ooh, an email <laughs> address. Whoa. Gmail, i heard of that. They have an email
0: address? They're
1: <laughs> legit. Um, you can send us episode suggestions. You can send us questions. Uh, you can send us compliments. Uh, you can just say hi. Uh, we appreciate all of that. And you can send all of those things to weonlylookthin at gmail.com.
0: Yep, and if you have a couple of extra minutes and can head over to Apple Podcast, leave us a rating and a review. Not only does it help us know that what we're doing is making a difference, but it also helps uh, the robots uh, and the algorithms that they have help other people find the podcast.
1: Yes, it helps <laughs> robots find us. <laughs> it sounds so much more menacing than, than just helping the pe- people find our show. Uh, also, another thing that helps people find the show is if you just tell people about us uh, we would be grateful for that word of mouth is one of the best ways uh, for the show to grow it really helps us if you are uh, face to face with somebody if you're over the phone if you're on a zoom call uh, if you're interacting with somebody on um, uh, you know a reddit group a facebook group uh, if it comes up uh, we would really appreciate a shout out it helps us very much
0: yep it sure does
1: so, if we've given you the impression that Brussels sprouts have solar plexes <laughs> and live in dollhouses, just remember that Catherine and I are an, an inspiration. The information that you hear on this podcast is for informational purposes only. The hosts are not medical professionals.